Ziatko, Nashla, Sisquats. These are just a few of the many names used to describe creatures deeply rooted in the traditions of our northwest coast and inland native peoples. One such creature is more commonly referred to as Sasquatch. The height was the first thing that caught me, and it had to be maybe eight, between seven and eight feet. The other thing that seemed impossible was the length of the arms. The hands were at knee level. I think one person has asked me why I didn't shoot it, and I guess the only answer I have to that is that I had an elk tag, and it wasn't an elk. Long ago, giants walked through the stories of native people from the coast to the mountains and beyond. Some tales tell of creatures covered in hair, walking upright, who hide among the trees. Others of whistling night creatures who steal the unwary from their beds. My great-grandmother spoke about them all the time, but I, as a child, I was thinking that was their way of telling us uh, to stay close to the house and not to be wandering off. I saw a group of deer in the road, and I thought, well, I'm going to stop the truck, get out, and take a picture of the deer. But just as I was getting ready to take a picture of the deer, I hear the loudest, deepest bass voice roar I'd ever heard in my entire life. Man, this thing scared the daylights out of me. And it still gives me a cold chill racing up my spine just thinking about it. Perhaps these creatures are just a legend, but legends have often been a way to show respect for the natural world and to acknowledge that we do not know everything about the place we call home. If Bigfoot actually walks, and I'm not at all unconvinced it doesn't, then Bigfoot tells us this, that if the land and the waters remain robust enough to sustain the possibility of even imagining that there might be wild hairy monsters out there in those woods, then we've conserved something very special. We've conserved the possibility of wildness around us. To this day, we share the wilderness with many creatures. Eagles, deer, bears, cougars. Perhaps there are more to discover. In the deep forest of the Pacific Northwest, the boundary between myth and reality can seem as fragile as the morning mist.
Yeah, I think we got close to one's den and then threw like a 30 or 40 pound boulder behind us and we just took it as a warning. As somebody along the line said that the universe is not only stranger than you think, it's stranger than you can think. Well, there's a statement I use, if you're green you grow, if you're ripe you rot, so I like to stay green until I'm not here anymore. Just keep learning because that's what it's all about. And welcome to the show. You're listening to Bigfoot in the Citizen Scientist Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, and I would like to thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or story you'd like to share with me, shoot me an email. My email address is sciencemeetsbigfoot at gmail.com. Contact me on any of the podcast social media platforms or give the voicemail line a call at 641-715-3900 using extension 448-449 when prompted. And be sure to leave your contact information if you're interested in me contacting you back. Alright, so if you haven't listened to the first part of this two-part episode, I highly suggest doing so before you listen to this. Not only will you be completely lost, but you have missed a ton of interesting stories and information. But if you've already done so, buckle up and get ready for a ride out of the Florida Panhandle. Rachel Conrad for 2AG TV, and today we're going in search of the Ochizi Pond Wild Man. Did the people living around this Florida swamp really capture a Bigfoot all the way back in 1884? The evidence indicates that they did. Oh, this is one of the greatest stories in, in all of Florida history to me, is the tale of the Ochizi Pond Wild Man. Ochizi Pond is a swampy lake near Sneeds and Grand Ridge in Jackson County, Florida. It is more than three miles long and nearly the same distance wide. In 1884, something very strange happened here. According to old legends and the New York Times, a mysterious creature began causing problems for local people. People living here around Ochizi Pond and the Shady Grove community and some of those areas had some real issues with a strange creature that was appearing out here over these waters. The story is that they, uh, they saw this thing, they couldn't tell what it was, but it was coming up, it was raiding their gardens at night, it was stealing their chickens. The people of the Ochizi Pond area were tough people, living in a tough time. Many of them were former Confederate soldiers. They organized themselves and went after the creature. And so they decided to go out and find this thing and see what it was. So they organized a search party, they armed themselves, and they went into the swamps, and they caught the Ochizi Pond Wild Man. 
News of the capture was carried up the Apalachicola and Chattahoochee Rivers by the steamboat Amos Hayes. A correspondent of the New York Times heard the story in Columbus, Georgia, and shared it with readers across the nation. They brought the wild man out. The description that appeared in the New York Times indicated that he was emaciated or very thin, covered completely with hair from head to toe, and that he couldn't speak. He was unintelligible, they said. Uh, they didn't know what they had found. As for the wild man himself, he was carried to nearby Chattahoochee, Florida, in the belief that he might be an escaped mental patient. They were like, we don't, we don't have no idea what this thing is. So uh, being smart Floridians, they just sent him to the governor's office and they sent this thing on the railroad to Tallahassee. The governor's office contacted mental health facilities throughout the nation. But no one had ever heard of the creature that the Floridians by now were calling the Ochesi Pond Wild Man. So they sent him back to the Florida State Hospital. In those days, it was called the Florida State Asylum for the Insane. And uh, he died there a couple of years later. The legend lives on around Ochesi Pond of the mysterious creature captured that day. Some even believe that his descendants still roam these swamps and sightings of similar creatures continue to this day. So if you come to Ochesi Pond, keep your eyes open. You never know what you might find. I'm Rachel Conrad for Two Egg TV. Don't drop it. It's sacred. They're watching. So don't take it. Tell me what you want, what you want to hear. I'll find a crystal ball to make it crystal clear who you want me to be. I'm already there. I'm looking in the mirror and you looking right back. Tell me what you want, what do you want to hear? I'll find uh, is, your, is your research camp near where your encounter happened, where you found that twist off and, you know, on the edge no. of the uh, camp base? No, no, so that, I can't get up into there. So because of all the fires that blasted through the Pacific Northwest, well, everywhere, but specifically in the Pacific Northwest, um, it, uh, it totally devastated all my research areas and the one and uh the ones well almost all of them and the ones that didn't get hit all the roads to get to them are closed down because of landslides and crap um like they don't want people going up there driving up there and i could hike and i could hike up there but to hike up to into that spot would take like a week like five days and i just don't have time to do that um, so the spot that I'm at now is actually, um, uh, my buddy, Casey, I had him come on to talk about, he's originally from Tennessee and he had like a Sasquatch encounter from like five feet away. Uh, him and his whole family saw it. He moved to Pacific Northwest to Oregon and one, and, uh, one of his friends that he had been friends with for a long time, they were up on Mount Hood kind of in this same spot where I'm at, uh, mushroom picking, and they got, like, whooped at, like, monkey whoop. And uh, so he told me about it, and we went up there one day to go look for morels and go check it out. And uh, we heard, like, it was like a – it sounded it sounded like a person yelling, dude. I don't know how else to describe it. It sounded like a person so much – that we we all like got all discouraged. We're like, oh, that was that was a person screaming, dude. And uh, upon further inspection, 
the voice was way too loud for the terrain that it came from because uh, the train was super steep and super thick. So if it was a human voice, there's no way it would have like belted out like that. So we're up there and uh, we hear this. And then um, I've got whistlebacks. Very like, dope. Uh, do you go out there alone to spend the night? Uh, yeah. Wow, that's yeah, impressive. I, I got game cameras and audio recorders in camp. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so awesome. So have you recorded the whoops too uh, that you've heard? No, every time I've heard them, I haven't had my audio recorder going. Uh, I just got, I just got the one that's why I, and uh, every time I got whoops, I've, uh, every time we heard something, I, I would always whoop back and then it would, all the activity would just stop for the night. So I'm going to start, uh, I left camp, I've, I've been gone from camp for uh, about five days to a week right now. I'm trying to let everything settle down and reset. But I have my hammock, my tent, and my and my rain tarp set up um, at camp. So that way, when I get there, I'm just gonna chill out. I'm gonna set my recorders up in like PVC or something, weatherproof them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hang a couple in the trees in the back of camp. So that way, I can try to get the the whoops on recording. Yeah. Yeah, and then the game camera. I'm not really focusing on trying to capture Sasquatch with game camera. Um, I, there's a lot of berry bushes and stuff that grow with or that grow within camp, and so I'm trying to keep an eye on what kind of animals are <laughs> checking out my camp because at 7,500, I know there's bound to be bear and, and cats around. Cats aren't looking for berries, but you know they're bound to yeah walk past though. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, uh, I don't know. And then I just got a dash cam front front and rear for my car. Nice. How um, much should that run you? I'm I'm interested in getting one dude, too. Dude, they're cheap, dude. For the okay, the one that I got was like $119 because it's front, rear, and it does night vision. Not so bad like at all. For, for for the rear view camera. So that because you know if you're unless you have a, a light for the back of your car, you're not going to be able to pick up anything just darkness. So, right. uh, but I, I I've seen dash cams on Amazon for like 40 bucks. Dope. I'm going to have to get one like ASAP just because that's good for safety. And it's awesome uh, because I'm always, you've got my eyes peeled. So it'd be nice to have footage rolling too, uh, yeah. you know, just to add to the collection. You already know, you know, nothing really substantial will ever get accredited to some dash cam footage. You'll always say, oh, it's something you're moving too fast. But hey, it's good for us communityers to have it, you know, and to right. build it. Man, there's already a ton of evidence. Uh, there's new photos all the time. Uh, trail cams aren't going to catch them that that well, but you know sometimes they can't see that cone and they're distracted, you know, about the berries yeah. or the mushrooms. So yeah, it's it's very cool uh, just to get it out there. My my trail cam I bought from my mom uh, ended up getting burnt out like a couple days after being out. It's very mysterious. I don't know what happened with it. It was just a dud, or if it was just uh, you know electromagnetic activity interference huh. too. Huh, very weird. <laughs> it's, it's storming real bad here too. So if the lights go out, that's that's oh. like Oh dude, exciting. <laughs> yeah, tropical uh. storm Claudette, you know, just cleared past here and uh sadly it killed like thirteen people up in Alabama. So uh, you know, hurricane season is definitely 
arrived and it's uh it's some scary stuff for sure so you know these cryptic creatures are going to be you know stirred up themselves yeah absolutely dang dude wow yeah when you see cliff ask him about the clackamas river uh sasquatch game cam fo- uh, photo okay yeah it's uh it's unf- i'm he he highlight he does it has a little highlight or had right now they're doing a deep dive on uh, the Patty cast, but um, uh, he had a highlight in, in his uh, museum that he has a little theater and he does, uh, he said, Connor sets up a little camera and he uh, um, talks to the camera and he talks about like footage and he analyzes it and he like goes over it and stuff. And this footage, dude, it was like a, Maybe it was a hunter. I can't remember, but he had his he had a game camera set up, and he got a Sasquatch running past. It was like a blur, and you can see a leg and an arm, and like up to its shoulder before it like gets hidden behind a tree. And Cliff goes to like the tree, and he does his height, he does all the analysis, and it turns out the figure that's walking in front of the game camera on a game trail is like seven foot six or something, seven foot four, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll ask him. Yeah, it'll be very cool to talk to him and you know tell him that I know you and uh, you know he's in my neck of the woods over here. And uh, hopefully, it's the start of you know a good friendship. I'm very excited to uh, go public, you know, in the public eye at the Great Florida Conference, uh, Bigfoot. Because of course, InfiniCon was cool, you know, having a booth and everything. But this one, I'm not having a booth. I'm just running free, and then you know uh, going going camping after and then there's going to be a guided guided hike uh the next day with a couple bigger bigger names but i'm just going to join in where i can get in you know and just absorb what i can you know me man i just i'm just along for the ride bringing my own vibrations nice dude <laughs> nice um okay so oh so um in the recent past couple months or so have you gotten any um, new sasquatch reports skunk cape reports i've interviewed so many people in the past uh, couple weeks at my store one guy he was being followed by bigfoot from his grandfather's over to his mom's house and he had to light a torch like a, a big stick on fire and to to light the way and that's like one of the first reports that i was a little bit like suspicious if he was even telling the truth. But uh, I did an audio interview. I'm going to do a video interview with him for that and uh, see, you know, if he matches his exact story. And if he does, then heck yeah, I believe him. If not, then I have to go, you know, a third time and see what his next story is going to be. And then there's been a ton of stories about gremlins and fairies uh, because that, I don't know, it's just exploding around here. There's a bunch of Native American mounds and then one guy uh that comes in my store he lived in the woods for a long time but his family lived on a mound and as a kid he dug in it and uh, they found a little green like alien humanoid type creature so uh, it's pretty pretty wild uh but one of the most recent uh ones was a guy and his neighbor heard you know cheesy pot wild man thumping in between their house and it was shaking their house just running near it and uh, after Hurricane Michael, my trailer and my sister, you know, will confirm too. My trailer was shaking a couple nights after things were running by it. I don't know if it was just wild dogs because there's packs of dogs 
or it was these skunk ape creatures. I have no idea. But, you know, my my uh, mom, you know, she has a couple cats at her house. And my one cat, Baby, we've had her for 10 years. She lived in Indiana, Ohio, and everything. She got killed and ripped apart by something. I don't know what it was, uh, but it really made me question everything. And I'm big on, like, manifesting your thoughts. And I'm like, man, did I make this happen with my cryptid research? And I was really mad at myself and kind of wanted to give up on everything. But, you know, I believe in heaven, and I know she's be, be my guardian angel. So, yeah, it's just a, a roller coaster ride. Uh, but I've also had other reports, you know, sent to me and emailed to me and pictures. Uh, one lady, she's been being harassed on her property um, of these creatures. And they come through the sky window and uh, peek down at her. And uh, she sent me like nine photographs and a couple of them are like clear as day. And, uh, you know, I know I could trust you. I'll keep them pumped private with you but uh yeah. you know i'll let you check them out they're they're pretty wild man and you can see like their gray skin and their dark face and these things are obsessed with her and i uh talked to her after i was on dark waters radio and that was really cool they have you know forty thousand subscribers so it had a huge community of people you know just asking great questions and they were very open-minded and i actually did a three-hour interview with them the day after the first day of infinity con. So I was on a crazy buzz of itself and it was just magical times. But yeah, man, I get reports all the time and, uh, I've had my own strange encounters over at Torreya state park. Uh, when we're down deep on a trail, uh, I have the map right here and I have it marked the X of the rock toss. You can see my, my Sharpie. But uh, yeah. Stacy Brown, you know, recorded his footage here, and Cliff, you know, has camped here and investigated. So I'm interested to see what he has to say. But uh, yeah, I think we got close to one's den, and then threw like a 30 or 40 pound boulder behind us, and we just took it as a warning, and we kept going. Uh, I didn't know if the path totally looped around because of the hurricane, uh, so I was really more worried about just not dying of like dehydration or missing 401 actually taking place because we separate or some kind of weird uh, yeah. occurrence. So we just had to stay safe, you know? Um, but yeah, Torreya State Park is just a weird, weird every time. Even Donnie Miller, uh, the extraordinary outdoorsman, he had to turn around recently because he had something, you know, spook him on the trail, not far from where we had our encounter. So I think they're protecting something uh, over there. And, you know, I'm, I don't really... Uh, care to find out. I love finding remnants of them, but I'm not going to trespass on their land and get ripped apart, you know, but I do want to find remnants wherever I can at a safe distance. You know, I love the, tr the twist offs and their markings and ground glyphs and just the language of the forest. It's, it's truly amazing. You were on uh, dark waters podcast or yeah, uh, I, I didn't really, I didn't know that. Yep. That's, Chasing that's the awesome. truth. Dark Waters with Sean, man. Sean was incredibly open-minded, uh, and he let me talk about crazy things like flat earth and cloning and deep underground military bases, a lot of wild stuff, you know? It was very, very cool. Great conversation. And I, I literally was, like, in my car for it, ch uh, charging my phone. And uh, like I said, I was at Infinity Con all day, so I was driving and at the booth so it was just a remarkable time and i'm glad i can bookmark it and they were they were incredibly accepted of me and they want me to come back too 
I, I really would love to have my own show on Dark Waters. So I want yeah. to manifest. I, that's funny. I didn't realize. I thought Dark Waters was because I know about Dark Waters from uh, what was it? It was the Confessional podcast mm-hmm. uh, with Tony Merkel because it was kind of a funny story. Tony Merkel was at work and he ended up getting a phone call and he didn't know the number, so he let it go to voicemail and it did that three more times and he answered. I'm totally butch- butchering this story. You'll have to go onto the confessionals and find it. But uh, long story short, his phone had dialed this dude from Dark Waters, which I thought that's what his his name was, just Dark Waters. It obviously might be uh, his podcast or his media or whatever. Anyways, uh, and Dark Waters' phone was calling Tony's phone at the same time, and they weren't. they never met each other. And he, Darkwaters had just took an interview with Wes Germer. So it was like a weird double. But yeah, so that's that's crazy. I didn't know uh, I didn't know that there was a whole like, I thought it was just one person that ran that entire thing. Yeah, Darkwaters is one guy and he's really cool too. Um, but yeah, they have different shows on Darkwaters. He's very cool. The Darkwaters guy and Sean, the guy who runs Chasing the Truth. Both those guys incredible interviews um i just hate seeing all the drama in in the community because vic Cundiff and paranormal roundtable and then dark waters they're all getting into it and then of course the fans the community like really feed on it and it's like come on guys we're talking about paranormal uh let's not let these dark times uh taint our waters you know so i love to see positivity because i was on dogman encounters with big big Cundiff as well but yeah. I don't agree with any of the shadiness that's going on. Vic Cundiff actually did leave out some of my story, you know. So, in a yeah. way, I understand how people would be upset. But then again, I know how it is, too. Like, it's BTS. Not everything we say can be kept in the final cut of every single episode. You know, sometimes the final cut could be the full thing. Sometimes it has to be cut a little bit. But sometimes they are hiding you know, special details that fit a narrative. So I understand all aspects of it, but some people just dive in, you know, head first and at harassment. And I don't have anything for it because Dark Waters has treated me good. Big Cundiff treated me fair. And uh, the Paranormal Roundtable, uh, he seems like a good guy. His, his mom just passed away. and He's going through some stuff. And his last name's Turner. Uh, so is my mom's last name. So I'd like for, you know, things just connect and you know i love to be on his show too but yeah i'm just trying to stay active and uh raise awareness because a lot of the sasquatch world is kind of square and not thinking outside the box huh ironic but i'm trying to just bring it all together you know yeah no yeah so i i do uh what a lot of other podcast hosts refuse to do and i plug different podcasts i don't get paid to do it i plug podcasts that i like to listen to and, uh, and if like people like you have been on, like, I'm going to plug that because if I, even if I haven't heard it before, because I'm having a guest on, I automatically am going to check that out. You know, their stuff, they've been on prior and all that stuff. Um, so for all the listeners, if you go to YouTube and go to, uh, type in dark waters, um, the subscription page has like 42.2k subscribers so you can match up numbers 
and uh, Connor's video uh, is on there, streamed two weeks ago from today, and it's entitled Chasing the Truth with Sean G, and then guest Connor Flynn at Bigfoot Anonymous. So you make sure you go check the comments. Read some of the comments. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even if there's bad ones. Okay. Uh, well, Lisa... Lisa C, I'll just say that. Lisa C says, Connor Flynn, excellent guest. He's exceptionally knowledgeable, but he does, but he doesn't let that get in the way of being a really good listener. And he manages to maintain, whoops, and he manages to maintain a sense of humor. He's solid and, ba- and balanced guy. His enthusiasm does not get in the way of his focus. This lady likes you. He, <laughs> he knows just how bad things are. And how they'll likely get worse, but still holds on to a positive outlook. And she's the deep thinker. Wish I'd heard of him sooner. Better late than never. Thanks for having him. Appreciate how he drops info and suggestions in a way that most of us know what he's talking about. But it sounds like if we didn't, we could contact him. <laughs> Loving this guy. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm butchering this name if you're listening to this, but Gerard G. Jack or Jay, says, bring Connor back. Great, great, great show again. Uh, Let's see. Julie says, Connor, you don't sound crazy at all. More like a man in the know. Love listening to you. Best wishes to you always. Wow, there's a lot of positivity. This this is really awesome to see. That was definitely one of the better interviews, man. One time I was on Mogi on Monster Show and kind of got in a little heated debate with them. And I had, like, 90 people uh, hating on me. And so it's crazy seeing the yin and the yang of the community. But uh, once everybody actually sees where I'm coming from, they see it's a place out of love. And, you know, sometimes I have read and researched a little more, and I don't want to sound like I'm, like, up or anything. But come on, guys. When I say research, I'm not, like, saying, oh, use your research, dummy. I'm just saying, like, well, if you're not going to believe me, then just do research. It's either believe me which I'm not asking you to do, or research, you know, do, do one, you know, I'm not wasting my breath for nothing. Um, so Ben H, and this actually brings me to a good question. Ben H asks, how do we begin to research all of these subjects to gain Connor's knowledge? Where do you get your knowledge from, sir? Sorry, I know I asked you as soon as you took a bite out of here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome. That's, that's part of it. You know, every bite is just trying to figure it out 100%. But uh, it definitely starts with in the field. You know, I talk to people wherever I go about the strange history of everything. But then I also dig deep on YouTube, Reddit, Instagram hashtags. I'm also part of a couple research groups on chat rooms uh, about UFOs and Sasquatch. Most of it's honestly just toxic BS. But I try to find, you know, the righteous, good info through all the smoke screens. But a lot of it is, you know, books and then movies and just diving through all the uh, emails and files and all the stuff that leaks that's out there for everybody, you know, like all the Pentagon UFO stuff that they're confirming. Like, guys, we've been posting about that for three or four years. So I'm not trying to fall for any of this. Oh, they're giving us it out. Like, no, they're just, you know, pushing us along. And just really twirling the thing right in front of our face, keeping us distracted while real big things are going on. 
they're not telling us anything that we don't already know. And sadly, a lot of the past two years, I have predicted and what comes next is, is not good. So we all have to stick together uh, for what's coming, you know, because we are more divided than ever and uh, so confusing. And now in the next few months, you know, the presidency is going to be challenged and it's going to cause division between everybody and nobody knows what side they're on. And, you know, good people are going to be confused. So I'm I'm very nervous about the future, but it starts with the truth, too. So, like, knowing that Bigfoot exists and knowing that giants exist and knowing that there is a divine power in our soul. You know, we're made in God's image. We have a soul and a spirit. And I think so do these creatures. They have a soul and a spirit. But these animals, they have spirits. They have the spirit animal. We have domain over them. So there's some kind of connection to us and nature but we have to respect nature for it to respect us back. And we've trampled on this earth for a little too long. Uh, so the balance is going to come back. But I think a lot of people are going to walk themselves into a problem. I'm going to be, you know, some of their last resistance, Red Dawn. I'm trying to fight for America, for country, for humanity. The last of, you know, dying breed, man. It's, it's coming to an end, uh, the times as we know it. And right now is a placebo. Everything's coming back. That's what they think. I've lived in Florida. We've been back the last two years. So I don't know what everybody's talking about. I don't know what everybody got charaded into doing. Uh, but it's very terrifying, the future. Um, but that's why I spent a lot of time in the woods, because I'm cherishing my time fishing, hiking, and kayaking, because that's what it's about. Yeah, no, uh, going back to what you were talking about, connection with 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 uh, with nature, really, Uh connection with the earth the spirits of the animals and stuff it that totally makes sense you know uh there i that's not not to say that there aren't because there are a cut there are hunters out there like this but that uh, your average hunter even like you know if they're they sit on a ridge top from a mile away and pull a trigger and to take an animal's life and then they gut and skin it trying to get out of there as quick as they can to get back home so they can uh, you know, get in front of the TV or get into bed or do whatever. Um, dude, the, the Native American way, if you, you really look at the way they did things, they took their time with, with that. Um, and it was a spiritual connection. Everything they did had a spiritual connection. They were uh, uh, taking the animal's life. You were, uh, you were to pray over it and bless it. And that animal spirit was to be received into your spirit. So the animal was to become part of you. And, you know, it, it's just, uh, and I, I, I highly, uh, apologize to any listener, any, you know, listener that knows better. I'm going off of what I've, what I've, uh, what I've read and learned. So, um, if you know something, some, you know, some other way or, or the way it actually goes, email me and let me know. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it, it all comes down into a, into a circle, man. It's all one big circle. And uh, we are very good at destroying circles. 100%, man. And I'm just trying to, you know, retrace that circle. And it mixes, you know, with nature. I've been uh, drinking these psychedelic waters recently. Murder Beats' drink. Yeah, it's very cool. It has uh, kava kava root extract, psychedelic complex, demonia leaf extract, and then green tea. And it really puts you in your zone. And, you know, I'm all about frequencies and vibrations. And, you know, think like thermal footage, they could just see you and your vibration. So when you're 
acting a little weird by the campfire, they're going to be a little interested. And we've definitely had uh, some success with that. Even tobacco, you know, leaving dip uh, out there for the fairies or the Bigfoot is a nice offering. Of course, you have to watch out with the gifting. But if you're going to, you know, if you're going to do it out there, you have to leave some kind of tribute because you, you don't come to someone's party empty handed. BYOB. Right. Well, uh, we've, let's wrap this up here. Let's, uh, but I wanted to give you a chance to plug any of your past, present, and future content coming up. I know you, uh, you got your Instagram handle at Bigfoot Anonymous. Or no, that's Twitter, right? At Bigfoot Anonymous. Yeah, I think it's on Twitter. It's Bigfoot Anon. And then Bigfoot Anon on YouTube. And then oh, on yeah. TikTok and Instagram, it's Bigfoot Anonymous. And then uh, also, yeah, on YouTube, if you search Connor Flynn or Bigfoot Anonymous, it should pop up. I've done a ton of videos. I have a playlist, though, on my YouTube channel that I've gathered all my interviews that I'm proud of and uh, gathered them together. So it's really cool, you know, from Ruby Shadow Hunter uh, to Squatch Talk to Vic Cundiff Radio to Four Talk, Gypsy Road, our episodes on there from a couple months ago. It's yeah. it's really cool to see my journey uh, going across. You know, Sparks of Paranormal uh, had me on a couple times. It's very cool. And then I interview people, you know, face-to-face at gas stations or at my shop. So I, I'm out here in the field really trying to do it. Uh, TikTok, I, I got a little bit of buzz going. Uh, it's really cool to see videos spread out the world and people, you know, find things inside my videos they watch my videos at 0.25 speed and then send me screenshots of symbioids and strange eyes in the forest man it's it's really cool to think what else is out there and uh it seems like you're normal when you're on your hiking trail but really you have eyes on you and you're surrounded by electricity and strange sounds man yeah no man i'm uh so i may have i'm still it's still in the works but i may have found a secondary for the podcast um, and, uh, it's actually Casey, the guy that I interviewed, um, uh, from Tennessee and he's going to be moving back to Tennessee at some point within the next year and, uh, going to be doing like on the ground and research investigation stuff out there. But, uh, I want to have you and, uh, probably one other, one other podcast person on for a round table in the next few months. And, uh, yeah. just, you know, like, we'll line out like a whole, I'll have a whole list of different topics, but. Uh, we can record like a three, four hour session and just cut it into like two parts. That'd be amazing. Dude. Cause I've, yeah, I really want to do, cause I love that. Just like where your mind goes, man. It's, it's like, it's refreshing. It's, I, I get caught. I get, I get, I find myself irritated and frustrated with social media all the time. Cause I'm in so many different groups and I see uh, Sasquatch don't live here. They live there. And it takes every ounce out of me not to be like, really? So what, do you like hang out with them like on a day-to-day basis and conversate and like have invite them over in your home and play ping pong? And play- See, I've been kicked out of a few uh, Bigfoot groups and it was kind of like at the same time I was getting, getting my Instagram and SoundCloud going on. So it's like, oh my gosh, I got to worry about, did I step on these people's toes before I actually knew them, you know, <laughs> because when they come at me, I come at them just as hard because it's just silly, man. Uh, I posted, you know, my pictures on there, and I think I think they're somewhat clear. Clearly, they're not Patty, uh, 
you know, footage, but right. it's something. And you can see something, and I think it's worth bringing to the table. And some people just like trash it completely, and uh, they don't like being met with you know a little bit of resistance because they think they're just invincible trolls. And then once you know you get a little bit of clap back, then they act like the victim. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. you started it. Uh, let yeah. Me, let me real quick, you know. So it's it's really funny, but yeah. I, uh, I get irritated a lot and, you know, arguments and all that, but I'm just, I'm just on to the next. Are they out in the field? Are they working hard on podcasts? Are they writing books? Are they taking photos? Are they going to conferences? Are they raising awareness? Are they at the comic book store talking about the reality of it? You know, I hope they are. I hope they are. But I am. I, I yeah. am. So all these people that are hiding behind a dang TV screen and never climbed a mountain, never been in a swamp, don't know how to swim or been in a kayak. I have no time to hear if they don't think Sasquatch is there. Because guess what? The Native Americans were all around this country. The Native American mm -hmm. mounds, the mound builders, the giant bones, missing people, the caverns. It is all over this country. So guess what? It's all over the place. The BFRO, you know, reports it. It's every county of every state. And if it hasn't been reported, that's because people like these bullies, the cyber bullies, that they make people feel yeah. like small. Even me, man, I have charisma and I'm confident. They they get under my skin. So imagine someone who is like halfway, it yeah. would bury them and they don't they don't even want to come out. So I'm that loud voice trying to get people to feel better about it, you know? I'm I'm the loud voice. Steve Isdall's the tough voice. David Polites is the official voice. Scott yeah. Carpenter is the God voice, you know, and I'm just trying to bring different avenues to it. And there's a ton of other people just like me, just like you that are out there doing this. So it's not if does Sasquatch exist anymore. It's what can we learn from these creatures and how many yes. of them are there and what's their DNA look like and what can we do with their DNA? And I, I know half those answers. You know, it's angel DNA. It cures everything. And, you know, there's been over 125 sequences of it. And a lot of people say it's contaminated, but no, they just can't open up their minds, man. It's really messed up. That's why when people harass me about, you know, getting the bone uh, treated and tested, it's like, yeah, maybe in the right light, but we're not running to, you know, no Freemason Lodge. Like, yeah. I'll see them when I'm umpiring baseball. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a joke. <laughs> No, uh, you know, I was just, I just had uh, Connor Anderson from the Forest Floor podcast, and he also works at the at Cliff Berkman's North American Bigfoot Center. Yeah, you uh, got me as. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, he, uh, Connor and Cliff both were just had just talked about to me. Uh, Cliff wasn't on the podcast, but I was talking to him at the shop, at the museum, and they were, and we were talking about when. Because it's going to happen when the existence of Sasquatch gets proven by the government. How much awesome, valid pictures, footprints, uh, all this evidence that people have to, right now that will never see the light of day until that happens because of people like you're talking about. The, the second they, they, they throw it out there, it's going to be picked apart. They're going to be emailed. Their life's going to be threatened. Uh, there's so much we get crazy people um <laughs> it's uh, it's it's it, it's it, the second anyone's worldview is threatened it's like all all bets are off fists are up and, and guns are pulled it's it's crazy man it's yeah i've it, had a, i've had a couple customers tell my boss that i've made him feel uncomfortable 
because I bring up Sasquatch and they go straight to tell my boss trying to get me fired. It's crazy. We're in the middle of really hard times that people are living check to check and they're trying to take my livelihood. Like people don't know what what they're dealing with, man. Like not even me personally, but can't be flicking off people driving around these days. You can't yeah. press people's buttons, you know? It's fragile times, man. Oh, man. So, other than social media, you have YouTube, your Facebook page, your uh, Instagram, your SoundCloud, which I always forget about. You have a SoundCloud where you have your stories on there, right? Yeah, I uh, narrate anonymous stories, and that's where it started. And I narrate newspaper articles about giant excavations because I'm so sick of people, you know, saying there's no proof. And I know they don't read. So I did over 200 newspaper articles and then over 200 uh, anonymous uh, encounters from the Internet that I've gathered and people sent to me and that I've found, you know, over the years and just saved on the notepads. And I'm just trying to raise awareness of different creatures, you know, telling stories that are, you know, not being told. And it's just so crazy how many people still want to turn a blind eye. And because if it doesn't fit their beliefs, they literally ignore 97% of what's being presented for their 3%. And uh, it's just so crazy. Like what I have on my phone and what's in my different email databases. It's like, guys, Sasquatch real. Let's move on. You know, like we have to see what else. Why are they tracking women? Like, where are they going? What are they protecting? How long do they live? Can, can they give us their blood? Like, come on. Yep, yep. All the un, all the unanswered questions. Absolutely. Right. Uh, let's see. Okay, so other than social media, your YouTube page, um, your the podcast, and I'll, I'll set up a list once I re, uh, post this of all the podcasts you were on so people can check those out. And uh, um, do you have anything else you wanted to say to the listener before, before we get going? Yeah, yeah. Another book that I'm working on that's about to be finished is called Every Camp Has a Crystal Lake. And that's going to be another part in the History Rewinds series. The Adventures of Countryman and Sabercat, that doesn't, you know, it fits in, but that's not part of that series. That's going to be a standalone spinoff book. Every Camp Has a Crystal Lake goes back to, you know, this, its foundation. And that talks about all the haunted campuses and camps and haunted school stories that I've encountered over my years and investigated over my adventures. So I'm really excited to release that. Both of those are going to be released in the next few months. I pump these books out and uh, like right after one another. And that's not the best for promotion, but I honestly don't care about promo and tours like that because my books are timeless. I, you could read them in any order. So I could promote the last one, then the second one, and then the third one, the first one. Like, they all exist in the different planes. Like, whatever you feel, that one can bring it to you. Uh, so it's a truly amazing thing, all of them coming together. And then it's going to get real crazy after that. I'm working on a novel that is like a fictional story of creation and Genesis. And I've been working on that far before I even started with any of these so it's gonna be really good for me to final finish a final project that like i've been working on you know for literally like a decade now and hopefully that creates its own own world and then zilla foot 2 coming out <clears throat> that dog band movie with jack mcclellan 
hoping to do a documentary with my buddy Dylan. He's an FSU filmmaker as well. I'm just trying to spread my wings, you know, and then the Florida Bigfoot Conference is going to be so magical. I'm, I'm going to definitely uh, make an influence on some people, and I hope I hope everybody's receptive and just there for good vibes. I'm really excited to go camping the, day, the night after, and, uh, you know, the Green Swamp and all just Central Florida is so rich for skunk ape, you know, material and investigations, expeditions. I'm going to learn a few things, and hopefully I spread a few knowledge, you know, and uh, catch me on Whore Talk every Tuesday and Thursday. I definitely want to have you on there. I'm going to uh, talk to Gypsy Road because, you know, you're the West Coast. So uh, we do our Tuesday show late at night. So it would time up perfect for you. And yeah. he actually lived uh, in right outside Seattle, I think. So he actually, uh, you guys oh, yeah. can meet up in your life. And that would be a really cool thing, you know? Dude, I'm down, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, our time zones would match up perfect. Yeah, it's about a two-hour show every time, and it would be 11 o'clock my time, so that's like 9 o'clock your time. So, yeah, oh, it's, it's super doable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I, and I, would, I would love to come on, talk about my experience, talk about some of the the lore stuff in, in that area, uh, Native American 100%. lore stuff. Um, I'm totally down. And uh, get, to, get to know get to know him, know him well enough, I'll bring him up to my research spot. Yeah, he's an ex-military family man, uh, really into strange things, Mandela effects, the Matrix, Bigfoot. Uh, he's okay. interviewed the Sheep Watchers like three or four times, and yeah. they are, you know, a staple in the industry. What do you think about that Igor Burtsev phone call with the Sasquatch calling him while he was on stage? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've heard about that. Oh, bro, man. Dr. Igor Burtsev, that Russian doctor. He, yeah, you know, he's absolutely. Been a bunch of doctoring things. He was on, like, the Nebraska convention on stage, and he has a, a friend in Russia that lives with Sasquatch, and the Sasquatch got on the phone, and they played it through the speaker, and the audio, you could hear it, you know, clear as day. It's on YouTube, unless it's been taken off, but it's really cool. What? Uh, he says that he is waiting for me personally to his to be his guest in the, his uh, uh, locality. And the she squatchers interviewed him like a couple days after it and then they interviewed me a couple days after that so it was like oh my god i was just so happy to be a part of it and uh it's really cool and it really opens up the doors you know like women women in louisiana are feeding sasquatch the carter farm in tennessee 50 years with sasquatch they found and saved fox and then fox raised a family and then they know him you know like blackie is the son and he's kidnapped girls before janice carter still does interviews to this day it's it's amazing but down here in florida everybody knows the skunk ape exists like that's like i'm saying you know we're walking around living free while the rest of the world is like panicking, acting like, you know, the sky is falling and air is toxic. It's so crazy. And I just want to shove it down their throats. Like, yo, everybody knows the skunk ape exists. Everybody knows that right now 
we're under some kind of spell. We need to break free. You know, I'm sick of the cursive writing. We need to break free from the witches. Huh. Dude, that's absolutely. I just found the article that you were talking about with uh, Igor. <laughs> yeah, man, it sounds just like the Sierra sounds. It sounds Dude. like the uh, voicemail of Henry McCabe. You hear the samurai chatter in the background. And Henry McCabe was found dead, uh, you know, like 10 miles away from where he was first last seen. It's really sad, man. It's it's crazy that these creatures are, you know, kidnapping people. The movie Wrong Turn talks about yep. the poor people and, you know, these clans that are out there, you know, and they, they're superior when they're in the woods. Wait, are you are you telling me that's... What? That's, that's real shit? Sasquatch called Dr... Igor, and he talks about the backstory. Oh, no. no, no, I mean, I'm talking about the Hills Have Eyes stuff, like clans of. Oh people. yeah, of course, yeah. There's there's feral people on the Tennessee mountains. I highly suggest everybody check out South Force Ten on YouTube. His family members have lived in the Tennessee mountains, and they used to be paid to kill these creatures and feral beings. And he goes down in the hillside in the holler, he talks about the uh, history of it. And Steve Stockholm from Missing People, uh, he's talked about South Force 10, and he's becoming a big staple in the community, man. That's why it's like these people who are hiding behind all oh, there's no evidence. Guys, Port Chatham in Alaska, they had to abandon their whole town. Like, people are dying and abandon their houses. Like, guys, I could give you mothers' phone numbers that are traumatized by Bigfoot. Like, if you want to hide behind there's no evidence, talk to screw, screw Counter Flynn. He's a goofy hippie. Talk to this mom, you know, she'll get through to you. Man. Oh my God, that makes me think that I just, I was just on Instagram and I, maybe it was Port Chatham. Someone on was on Google Maps and they found a, an abandoned town and it coincided with like there was a lure of a monster that was like kidnapping and eating kids and and people and like the, everybody left in a single day and on google maps there's a whole street an abandoned street like it looks like there's people that that are residing in this town this little tiny town but there's nobody you can see the houses have been left for like years and years and there's still like cars out front of the house there's a door there's doors left open and curtains like half closed and it's creepy dude um, wow if that's yeah. not Port Chatham, it's something else, you know, and the hills have eyes and wrong turn. They all touch on it. There's some kind of reality in it. And it's blown up on TikTok along the Appalachian, Appalachian Trail, all the feral people. And then there's cults that they'll recruit you. And that's where I'm trying to find the connection, the bridge, you know, Big Brother, Big Foot. There's Sasquatch. There's the Mayaka Skunk Ape. There's Two Egg Skunk Jumper. There's the Vietnam Rock Apes. There's all these different sized creatures, the Orang Pendek, the Hobbit, all these weird things, you know, and then there's the Kentucky Monkey Man. And then, of course, these dog band creatures, they're actually like human hybrid with animals. So there's so many different variations. We have to find the bridge. And then I'm thinking, oh, is there feral people that have been living in the woods for generations that pick up some of these adaptations? But then the Sasquatch would be, you know, picking up them to expand their family tree. So the bridge gets blurred real quick. 
So yeah, feral people are Sasquatch, and Sasquatch are people, but they're monsters, and they're Nephilim, and they're angels, and demons, and giants, and mud fossils exist. So yeah, guys, let's stop boxing ourselves in and be like, oh yeah, it's only one way, just like Patty. Like, no, guys, come on, you know, there's so much more to it. And yeah, if it ever goes mainstream, like it's accepted, then yes, I'm really looking forward to the plethora of pictures being, you know, just flooded to the streets but in a way there's still not going to be one fluid answer because the vietnam rock ape is different than patty and that's different than the mayaka skunk ape 100 percent uh so yeah well we might have some answers but there's still these creatures that you know could tap into other dimensions and you know we're particle and waveform most of the time we're particle when you could be your true being you could be wave and that's what i think these creatures can tap into Oh, at least the chiefs, you know, because they train, they meditate, they mm. learn. It's all passed down. It's nothing's handed, just like in the real world, man. There's the sun, the moon, and us. It's the Holy Trinity. And I believe in heaven. I believe in hell, angels and demons, and they're definitely in between. Jack and the Beanstalk, there's lands in the sky, and then there's lands below our feet, just like Middle Earth, Lord of the Rings. you got to watch it all. The Grinch, yeah. Shrek. It's all Bigfoot stories. Missing Link, Abominable, and Son of Bigfoot. Look at all the cartoons. They're giving you the truth right in front of your eyes. Disney, the dome right above. Come on, guys. We have to read between the lines before it's too late because there might not be power in four to five months. They're going to blame it on climate control, but this is all set up, you know. Look into George Orwell and dive in, man. Dive in. Just yeah. be free. That's all I can say. I uh, I just finished George Orwell's uh, was it nineteen eighty four eighty four oh my god dude <laughs> oh my god like right around here wow bro it's like pretty much for people who have not read that George Orwell's nineteen eighty four depicts exactly what we're going through and have been going through for the past year and and only and it's only escalating to Pretty soon, I feared it'll go to what the book writes about. But anyways, um, yeah, man, it's uh, high strangeness. You know, you were talking about with all these pictures that, that come out, um, you know, you're absolutely right. Because, you know, the variation between the sizes, the looks, like the uh, ice, I think it was a juvenile. The juvenile Sasquatch that I saw, I liken it most 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 like to uh uh like the OG Planet of the Apes. That's what I saw. Like that human ape roundish like face is what my mainly like like the picture of my podcast, that roundish like that's kind of like what I saw, like almost identical actually. And it's uh a hundred percent different than Patty. Like that it's not what Patty looked like at all. And you know, right. and I know that was like a juvenile "Quote unquote juvenile versus an adult, but still, I mean, the face, the facial structure wouldn't, in my mind, wouldn't change that much, you know. So right. I don't know, man. And you think but, it was the mother that uh, touched you, right? It was the juvenile that touched you. I don't know. So I don't know. Uh, I just had like a warming sensation come over me, and I don't know if it was the juvenile or." which I highly doubt it was just a juvenile sitting around there, you know, just out by itself. 
don't foresee that being the case, which kind of tells me there was more Sasquatch around, which makes me wonder which one was, was blasting me was, uh, you know, um, with infrasound and I, and I'm, I'm a hundred. So I'm, I think I've told you this. I'm 50, 50 on whether I experience infrasound because I'm, I'm half sold because of the, the light switch of emotion flip, like that came over me. That's not natural whatsoever. I've never had that happen before in my life. And I've never heard of anybody having that happen outside of a Sasquatch experience. And then I, the visual, the blur, this, this Sasquatch moved back behind the trees so fast. It was a blur. No, there was no sound. There was no noise involved. And so the light switch of emotion is what made, what sells me on that 50% of, Oh, I had an interdimensional experience, but then after going into it and researching it, really deep diving it because it messed with my head hardcore. You know, and for the past two years, I've been studying on this, and uh, or give or take. And I have also learned that uh, what kind of crazy high strangeness uh, things we can see that our brains cause us to see under a, uh, extreme tension and yep. high stress moments. So I, it, I don't know, dude. And I, I don't. It's 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 left in one of those uh, unknown categories, which is why I'm still even more eager. Even though I've seen something, I need to verify what I saw. You know, it's it's. I, I do. Yes, I do research and I I um, compare notes and and get um, ideas from like Cliff and Connor Anderson, um, but. If if I was to get footage on my on my dash cam of a Sasquatch going across the road, my first instinct is not going to be put it on the internet. Like I don't care, you know. I mean, I do care, but that my goal for research and my goal for podcasts is not fame. I was just talking about this with someone the other day. I would refuse money if someone was to offer me money for something like that. I don't I don't feel it would be warranted. You know what I mean? It's I, it was a t- right place, right time. And to sell something like that, I feel like would be selling their trust because I, I, I feel like there's, there's a trust connection there. And two times I violated their trust and both times I've been screamed at and or scared crap crapless. Like the, uh, one of the times, the first time I took a, a, twi- a branch twist off of a tree to take as, and then I ended up getting touched in my tent that night. <laughs> <laughs> And then the se- the second time, or uh, no, 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 no. Oh yeah, no. And then the second time was uh, I up at the spot. I left six eggs on a on a dead stump in this clearing out of the forest where I, like I there's no way that they don't hang out up there. And uh, trying to get them up in that spot because it's about a thousand yards, two thousand yards away from my camp. So if they make any noise, it's gonna be right there. And uh, one night I did, or they did. I, me and two of my other friends were up there. It was like 2.30 in the morning, and we clearly heard whoop, 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 like back and forth. And my adrenaline started pumping, and so I was whoop, whoop, back, and everything just stopped, silent. And the next day I went up there, and there was two eggs on the ground, one right on the bottom part of the stump, and one like that, it looked like it had rolled, maybe rolled down the hill. And then everything else, 
the so there's still four different uh, eggs up on the stump. Now, here's how I know that it wasn't not like it didn't fall. Stump is about four feet off the ground, and it's like it's it's like a hillside. So there's like rocks everywhere. It's hard ground. If one of those eggs, if those two eggs fell off that stump, they would have cracked and broke. Like, no doubt. They're eggs, you know. The ground is not, the ground is not soft. But I had a, uh, one stick pointing directly up and then a stick going over the, top of it, over the top of it, over the eggs. And then I put a leaf here, and a, uh, one leaf on one side and a leaf right here. So it was like a little A-frame over the egg, over the eggs. And uh, I got back, dude, and that A-frame was still there. But the eggs were off of the stump. And so I'm, I'm wondering if they were like, this dude left eggs here, and then as soon as we start getting excited about it, he scares us off. What the hell? Because since then, I hadn't heard anything. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, exa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, and if, if just was, hearing was, instruments deep in the forest and them messing with eggs and them not breaking on the ground. So they're like dropping them softly or, or do they yeah. have some kind of special power that, you know, they have a barrier real quick. They just drop an egg and it can just drop softly. Like they have that. Yeah. You heard the precision. They can literally throw a spear or a pebble or a rock, you know, hundreds, hundreds of yards, like but better than any man on earth with perfect precision. So somehow yeah. they have like, perfected everything in nature man it's it's really cool but yeah you have to respect them because if you steal from them uh they're gonna mess with you man and yeah you have some balls for going up there alone and spending <laughs> the night man uh i, yes. I can tell you it's definitely sketchy and scary at times <laughs> i can imagine man stay stay locked and loaded and ready ready to go 100 percent. just just for the simple fact of you know big cat and bear yeah, well, and there's such a – dude, I'm telling you, man. I was just talking to Casey about this last night. There's such a weird energy about the place. Like, I've always been susceptible to feeling different styles or types of energy, like negative, positive, all these different types that, that I've uh, encountered throughout life. And it's like a – it's it's a high strangeness, weirdness feeling. I, that's the only way I can explain it. It's uh, – like I said – a lot of lore up there says it's like oh, there's a lot of Native American lore with yep. like Indian barrel grounds, Sasquatch lore, uh, Wendigo, like, you know, spirits. And it's it's crazy, man. I was just talking about a story to Connor last night about uh, some forestry workers who were supposed to meet up with somebody. Uh, and they were walking down this abandoned road when there's fires, you know, they're they were there to fire to fire check. Uh, wildfire spot and put out you know create fire lights and stuff and it was like it was it was nighttime and it was on mount hood it was like in the 80s i think 70s or 80s and so three forest workers are work are walking this road because they're supposed to meet up with someone else and they're walking this road and about you know a few hundred yards ahead of them they see this figure appear like coming out of the darkness like starting to come closer to him and it gets closer and closer and closer and they're yelling at this with who they think it's this guy who they're meeting up with they think it's this dude um uh they're yelling his name yelling his name and he's not replying and it gets closer and closer 
And they get to the point where they're like, well, it's obviously not this dude. Maybe it's some random guy. And they get like a hundred yards away from him. And it's dark enough to where they couldn't, they could only make out a figure up until this point. And at like a hundred yards, they finally are able to see like that his face is like facing down to the ground. He's got his head down. He's been walking this road the whole time. And he lifts his head up and he has no face, just darkness. And he's still walking closer to them this whole this whole time. And they're just frozen stiff, like watching this. And this figure get closer and closer, 60, 50 yards, 40 yards, 30 yards. And it gets like 20 yards away, 20 or 30 yards away. And the story goes that three people are here. You know, they're standing here. Someone's like coming up right here. And it just down into the ground. Like it just, like like in the movies, dude, like it just gets sucked it's like boom, boom, gone, and uh, that and that story took place a, within a few miles, I guess, of where I'm at. <laughs> so I've heard so many stories on Mount Hood, man. You know, portals, people being sucked into the granite rocks, uh, caves, people waking up like in uh, Mount Hood after going in a cave in like Pennsylvania. Dude, it is so crazy. So definitely stay safe, man. Yeah, because there's Wendigo, Bigfoot, Dog Band, Titans, Elves, Fairies, you know, it all, man. That's that's a prime location. And I'm I'm jealous, but I'm also very uh, scared for you, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, brother. Well, let's kick off here. But uh, is there anything else you'd like to say to the listener before we depart? Well, I'm thankful for uh, the world bringing us back together again. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't wait for the trilogy episode. Well, it will actually be our fourth episode because the one episode got messed up to audio that we recorded. Do you remember yeah, that one? I do remember that. I remember that. But yeah, mm-hmm. man, I'm uh, very thankful for being here again. And uh, I hope I hope that uh, you know you're on horror talk in the next few weeks, and we can chop it up, and I get to ask the questions, and I can just be quiet. And, and let you talk all of it. It'll be a, it'll be awesome, you know, because I'm a loudmouth, and it's nice to uh, shut me up once in a while. And you have so much knowledge and great experiences that I love. I love listening. You heard it on that one yeah. comment. I'm a good listener too. That lady yeah. said it. But uh, yeah, man, I definitely appreciate you uh, spreading the word about the other shows too, because it is my body of work, and that's what's so cool. Like. Each, each interview is different and it touches on different bases and it influences different things and communities uh, come together. I hope uh, you could get up with, you know, Ninja Ronnie and uh, Tristan from Hidden Reality and Cameron and just hear, hear their side of it because you're definitely on the same wavelength as the, them and us and it all comes together, man. So I definitely appreciate it. If anybody is somewhat interested to what I'm talking about, Erie Swamps, Road Trip to Eden, Connor Flynn, uh, Bigfoot Anonymous on TikTok, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Tell your mom, tell your uncle, Big Brother, Bigfoot, Monsters and Mystery Around the Corner, Zilla Foot, look out for Zilla Foot Part 2, The Giant Bone. I hope we get it tested here soon, but it's just cool to be a part of it, man. Keep on the right path and, you know, keep your eyes wide open and I'm, I'm glad uh, you're doing your thing and I'm doing my thing and hopefully everybody else can keep up because it's truly inspiring that you're up there 
on a mountain, one of the most dangerous places in the world. You got balls, man. Cojones being out there alone. Uh, it's truly magical. And uh, thank you for the care package, dude. That was so cool. Uh, the hoodie. I hope you saw it in a couple of the uh, interviews. You know, I, I uh, did a couple of investigations. The very first time I ever wore the hoodie, I uh, met our van quest. They're a very cool Instagram uh, couple that is like famous on TikTok too. And then uh, I investigated. What's funny is I actually investigated that hooded Sasquatch when I was wearing the green hoodie. So it all connects. And then I also yeah. did the Bear Creek Beast on 231 uh, about 30 years ago. These, these kids saw a gray Sasquatch and I was wearing the gray Sasquatch shirt. And it's so funny. Uh, I was at Infinity Con and they were asking me about the shirt and they're like, oh, a museum. And I'm like, yeah, it's in Oregon. They're like, where in Oregon? I'm like, boring. They're like, where? I'm like, boring. That's what the town's <laughs> they, they didn't know what the heck I was talking about. So it was truly amazing. Thank you for sending me this Sasquatch guidebook. And it got yeah. autographed by Cliff, Connor, and Melissa. Thank you. Yeah. I can't wait Absolutely. to talk to you next month. And uh, it was really cool. Go check out the movie Monstrous. It's about the beast of Whitehall. Strange Wilderness, a really funny comedy. The Trail of Bigfoot. Seth Breedlove. He's from the 330. I'm from the 330. It's a beautiful thing. The Wolfman, Benicio Del Toro. Predator, another Bigfoot one. Lord of the Rings, the most famous Bigfoot movie. Honey Island Swamp, guys. It's right outside New Orleans. Please check it out. It is a bucket list place. Guys, even in the comic books say it. Wolverine became friends with a female Sasquatch in Exiles. It's right there. Thanks again for the pamphlet about the Oregon information. And then my final little prop and show off. This is the field guide to Bigfoot stick structures. It talks about ground glyphs and everything. The guy that runs I Know Sasquatch is the author. Six bucks. You can get a copy and it's autographed. Come on, guys. Everybody should do it. Right back here, I have the replica footprint of Patty, the original one with the dirt and everything. Really cool. Got the poster of Zilla Foot. And I hope the next movie I'm part of really takes off because, man, it's really cool spreading my knowledge on the big screen. Yeah. I got to design the set, too, and there was a uh, chalkboard in the background, and I drew a bunch of information. It's really cool, man. Very cool. Dude, that's so awesome. I'm so excited for you, dude. You got you got uh, some crazy stuff going on all over the place. So for, there's all sorts of different avenues for people to check out your stuff. So... There's no excuses, people. Check it out. <laughs> I agree, man. That's what I do. And I also make rap music and play guitar. Steve Flynn, Connor Flynn with an A. Steve Flynn. Look it up on YouTube or look it up on rapgenius.com. I got over 500 songs with all the lyrics. I also want to shout out real quick uh, Goulash. I interviewed Goulash, the creators of this game. It's very similar to Battleship. And uh, it, it's hiding from this green monster, uh, Gunther. And it's very cool. I met the owners. It was very magical time. And uh, they have a great thing going out of Pensacola. And if you like board games and you uh, like cryptids, check out Goulash, of course. 
Okay. And also check out West Virginia Woodwork. This guy does incredible work. Man. Wow. I got magnets from 2001 still. 20 years old. <laughs> my magnets are older than my haters. Come on. I got to All right, brother. Well, thank you for coming on again. It was an nope. awesome time. Yeah. Well, Bye. Absolutely, and I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to uh, having you on a roundtable with Casey and some other people here in the next few months. We all can fly. And that's all I got for you today. I want to thank Connor for taking the time out of his busy schedule to come on and talk about some more of his stories and media. It's always a pleasure talking with you, friend. If you missed it last time, you can find this full-length interview on the Bigfoot and the Citizen Scientist YouTube page. I have extra bonus material added in, so be sure to hit the subscribe button, the bell notification, and check that out. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to rate, review, and share the show around. Better reviews and five stars means more listeners, which in turn means better audio. And before I let you go, I want you to remember, always love yourself, love each other, be kind, be safe, and until next time. White Widow, check. Saudi, check. Purple Haze, check. We got that on deck. Pretty face, check. Nice chest, check. Lot of ass, yes. She got that on deck. Best flow, check. Big checks, check. Lots of green, yes. I got that on deck. Puffin' this piff while I'm count my money. Sexin' this bitch while she count my money. Before I go sleep, I'm recount my money. Yeah, when I'm counting sheep, I'm still getting that money. Yeah, I got it on deck. Got it on deck. Bad chicks, big bros. Yeah, I got them on deck. Yeah, I got them on deck. Got it on deck. Get my turn up next, like Flinna on deck. She said, put down the blunt. I said, turn down for what? I'm a grown ass man. I'ma do what I want. Bad girls, good kush. Yeah, I got them on deck. Burning Cali and Cali and Amsterdam's next. Put my team on. Put my fam on. Next up, I put the whole damn city on. Like my fitted on. Yeah, my pockets large. And I'll look at price tags. I just swipe the card. Yeah, I think I'm hard cause it's hard not to and if you say i'm not on well that shit's not true don't gotta prove it cause i already did back when i was a kid when you were telling me to quit now i'm puffing this piff while i'm counting my money sexing this bitch while she count my money before i go sleep i'm recounting my money and when i'm counting sheep i'm still getting that money yeah i got it on deck Got it on deck, bad chicks, big blunts, yeah, I got them on deck, yeah, I got them on deck. Got it on deck, get my turn up next, like Flinna on deck. She said, put down the cup, I said, turn down for what? I'm a paid ass dude, so you know I'm gonna stunt, bad bitches.
three miles, mixing verb and so rock F I'm awesome, full throttle and I'm going full throttle Pedal to the metal, a carnivore eats so the beef got settled My song's getting plays, I'm still getting paid So your little two cents don't matter to me I'm eating like Tiger, got stacks on deck And I'm balling on my court and you balling at the wreck And the way my critics sound, I should issue them a tech I'm taking over the game, just give me one sec Cause I'm puffing this piff while I'm counting my money Sex in this bitch while she count my money Before I go to sleep, I'm recount my money And when I'm counting sheep, I'm still getting that money Yeah, I got it on deck, got it on deck Big goals, good plans, yeah, I got them on deck Yeah, I got them on deck, got it on deck And I killed this track, so it's on to the next